Hey, welcome to Younger and Older with Jason and Dave, and we are uh, having some exciting conversations, always. Uh, what we try to do is we try to take some relevant info and talk about it from an older perspective and younger perspective, and maybe joke at each other in the process and have a little fun. Everyone but, should be doing this at home with somebody. They should be doing it. They should right. be doing it. They should be talking to somebody older. Older should be talking to somebody younger. It keeps you thinking. It does keep you thinking. Yep. Keeps you thinking, keeps you smiling, keeps you... I'll give you an example. Saying, no kidding. I'll give you an example. Uh, please do. Uh, NFL. NFL. Yeah, the football ah, people. Ah, the football. The football people. That's right. Yeah. Does it bother you when they don't stand for the pledge? Oh, here we go. Um, you know, I, I think it shows disrespect. Okay. But yeah. you could still watch it. It's not a... Well, I don't really... I, don't. I mean, you could, though. I mean, I it, could. it does it. See, there's people that are good friends of mine yeah. that won't watch NFL anymore. Right. In my age bracket. Yeah. They're the, the World War II people, the vets of that era, yeah. who basically think, you know, there's, they fought to keep everybody free, and you guys get these jobs to play football, and we were part of the freedom process, and you're showing disrespect, and they won't watch it anymore. Right, right. Which is interesting. Yeah. Now, I, you can condemn them. I mean, people could be sitting there saying that's wrong. That's not our point. Right. Go right. talk to them. Right, absolutely. I talked to one last night, actually. Okay. He was a commander of five tanks. Wow. So now I asked him to bring me pictures. I want to see the tanks. Yeah, absolutely. You know, I mean, I thought, I want to see what they look like. And, yeah. And we run a youth club, so I said, bring them, and we'll put them up on the screen for the kids to see. Yeah. So that they can see what a tank commander actually did and sure. does. Yeah. Well, this guy that's a tank commander will not watch any more NFL games. Right. And I thought, okay, you know, tell me why. You know, and he, the eyes fill with tears. Mm. People died. Right. You know, and, and this is a game. Right. So, interesting. I'm and just saying, I, yeah, I, I, think, I think that you, before you condemn somebody for doing something or not doing something, probably a dialogue would be in order. Right. You know, and I'm not saying they're going to be right or wrong, but a dialogue and find out about them and what they're thinking. And um, there's a lot of vets, by the way, who don't talk about what they went through. Right. Right. It's hard to talk about with your family over a meal. Yeah, this guy's guts were spilled all over the place. I mean, it's just hard to talk about. Mm -hmm. And they came back and they, they went about their lives trying to just not talk about it. Yeah. So anyway, different perspective. And that's why these conversations are important and why people should have them. Mm -hmm. Because I think they broaden your, your ability to understand life. Right. Absolutely. And I think that's... it's. It's a, interesting that you brought up because we've been talking about truth lately, you know, and so if, if you're jo joining us for the first time on this episode, I would actually encourage you as a preface to this episode, go to Relate365.com and find our past episodes and look at the truth one because that's kind of a prerequisite for this one because we're continuing a discussion that we started um, about truth and about how there is truth and you can know truth and how truth impacts the way that you live your life yep. rather than allowing the way that you live your life to affect what truth you think is truth. Yep. Um, and that's kind of where we left off at the end of that episode. And we wanted to kind of pick it up back up because it was, it, I felt like it was just getting started Dave. We were just kind of scratching the surface. Uh, we were setting up the base of it, the conversation, but I think there's so many ways that we could apply this to our lives because at, at the core of the way that we live our life, it's based on the truths that we know and believe um, or the truths that we, I, I say truths, um, or the things that we think is true that we want to believe. Right. And so we allow it to dictate the way that we live our life um, and justify it. Well, let me ask you a question. Please C do. Can you take truth 
mix it with a lie and still have truth? Could I take truth and mix it with a lie? No, because it would no longer be truth. So, so because even, a half truth isn't a whole truth; it's a lie. Yeah. So, so somebody who says, "Well, this is you know mostly true," or right. whatever, but I add something to it. Yeah, it doesn't make any sense. It's like me offering me to make you a smoothie, Dave. Okay. Do you like smoothies? I do. You know, so if I were to throw in some strawberries, mm-hmm. ginger. Some, okay, you like ginger, so yep. some ginger, maybe some banana, some pineapple juice. Like, all those are delicious Vicks things. Vicks rub. Nah, maybe not that. <laughs> but, so, you know, all these delicious fruits. But you yep. know what? I'm going to throw in, you know, just a little bit of cow manure. Yeah. It, but it's still, it's still a good smoothie. You got all this little delicious stuff. Yeah, you drink it. Would you still drink it? No. It's the same thing with truth. Nope. You know, even if there's a slight thing that isn't part of the truth, it makes the whole thing not true. Absolutely. I talked to a doctor once. He was trying to offer some medication. I said, you take it first. Yeah. No, I'm not. But then I'm not taking it. Right. But, because it's got all these side effects and things that you think could happen. <laughs> you ever see those? Com- Sorry, this is a side uh, Yeah, yeah, yeah. You ever yeah. see those commercials yep. where they're advertising a drug and then like the low voice in the background. Please do not. Potential side effects are not a death. You could die. You could burn. You could, you know, it's just like, oh yeah, let me just go sign up for that drug. Yeah, I mean. Anyway, sorry, that was a totally side note. There's an old guy, Francis Schaefer. He used to be a philosopher. And I know someone said, what are those? They were people who thought things through. And and so they would think things through from beginning to end and just kind of pontificate on it. Pontificate. Pontificate. That's good. He said this. He's not around anymore, so you can't even get mad at him. But he said this. Today, not only in philosophy, but in politics, government, and individual morality, our generation sees solutions in terms of synthesis and not absolutes. When this happens, truth as people have always thought of it has died. Hmm. In other words, he's saying what happens when you start mixing truth and error, when you start doing that, you actually destroy truth completely. Truth has a really weird quality about it. Mm-hmm. It's true. Okay. Regardless of how you feel, think, believe. Right. It's still true. It's still true. Right. Even if I totally disagree with it. It doesn't matter. It's still true. That's the quality we're talking about of truth. Right. And when you find it, you would be smart to adjust to it because it's not going to change because you want it to change. Right. Not going to happen. So we have to understand that. We have to get involved in understanding and responding to it. And people who actually have tried to set their life up to figure out what truth is and live that way using the Bible. Last time I, I asked people to go check out Jesus because he talked about what truth was. Right. So what, what in your generation are things that people you think are just combining things and saying, yeah, well, this and this is a new truth for me now? Yeah, you know, I, I think one thing that I've seen uh, a whole lot recently, and it pops in my head first, and so I'm going to say it, and it might be a little bit, you know, cause people to be like, wow, did he just say it? But I think it's the whole um, homosexual transgender movement that's mm-hmm. happening, you know, and it's it's something that, that I see even in, in people around me where they, you know, even some of them that are, are Christians that, that say, you know, this is okay. Yeah, it's you not know, okay. Which it's not okay. Yeah. And, and that's where we, we get into this truth discussion. You know, I love them. Yeah. You know, it's not like I, I hate them for it, you know, because, you know, first and foremost, it's, it's, it's a sin. You know, it's just like any other sin, Dave. You know, if you were to sit in front of me and, and steal, you know, my laptop and keep it, you know, that's a sin. Mm-hmm. You know, if you were, you know, and so, I, I, I mean, that might seem lighthearted, but I mean, I'm just trying to put in the same, you know, same category as sin. Um, but, but the reality is, is that the truth aspect of it, 
is 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 it goes back to that smoothie illustration that we yeah. have. They try to hang on to all the truth, but then throw this in there to justify. Yep. And 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 depending on who it is, they all have different reasons, different you know ways that they justify it. Yep. But when we look at scripture, and this is what we're trying to do in this program, when we look at truth, we need to allow the truth to dictate what is true, rather than what we have concluded, and then go to scripture to try to justify it. Yeah. There's a big difference there. Yeah. Well, we started like the, the program on truth a, a program ago, and we were talking about there are things that are made a certain way. Yeah. And I think there's some things that are pretty obviously made a certain way. Yeah. Male and female made right. a certain way. Right. I, I've talked to a leading gynecologist in the nation. Yeah. And he has told, and, and I asked him this question. I said, if somebody wanted to, you know, they're, they're male, but they say they feel female, et cetera, can they ever become a female? And he said, no, scientifically, no. Mm. It's impossible. Right. No matter it, what surgery they have. doesn't matter what anything. surgery. I mean, you could, you, could, you could sew parts on anywhere, I guess. And, but the truth of the matter is they're not going to become a male if they're a female, and they're not going to become a female if they're male. Yeah. There's no way. So... You know, from a scientific viewpoint, they can do operations and they can patch things up and they can make it appear a certain way and they can give you hormones and they can do that. Yeah. It's still not going to change who you really are. Right. And, and not only that, but, but that particular thing in life is pretty much looking at God and saying, you made a mistake in making me who I am. Mm. And that's not true. Right. God doesn't make any mistake. He never made a mistake, et cetera. Do we love people who do things that uh, demonstrate that they're messed up as far as truth. Yes. Absolutely. You know, because there's, there's people like myself or yourself, and we struggle with maybe lying or, or pride or, or something else, and it's equally as bad. Right. One of the things that crushes dialogue is when you look at somebody and say, you hate me because you disagree with me. That's not true. That's not true. That's so we true. need to stop that. Right, absolutely. I need to be able to go to somebody and say, I think you're wrong. Mm-hmm. Here's why. And I still care for you. Right. You know, I still wish for you to know Jesus. I still wish for you to live the life that, that, that is the way it's meant to be and that kind of thing. So I think on, on the transgender thing, that's one thing. I think the homosexuality thing is, is a perversion of the way God made it. Mm. And every sin really is. And to try and justify this... It makes no sense at all because the, the logic isn't there. Right. For example, it, it, the logic is, I feel like this, so it must be of God. Mm-hmm. Well, there's a lot of feelings people have. Mm-hmm. And feelings don't dictate what's of God. Feelings don't dictate what's right or wrong. In fact, feelings come from something. And I would suggest that they come from hours of influence where you have something going in your head over and over and over again before, it, I mean, before long, that becomes your normative in your head. Mm-hmm. Um, and you could look in the Bible and back in Joshua, it says uh, meditate on God's word day and night. And there, you know, if I'm Satan, I want to go against that directive yeah. because it's talking about that's how you're successful. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I think it's important to realize because you feel something, right. because you feel like something, I am not going to get uh, with somebody and say, you don't feel that way. Mm-hmm. That's not, what do I know? Right, right. Because you know, I would say that it is true that they feel something. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not saying. Right. Uh, what I am saying, though, is, okay, those feelings you have are actually a byproduct of the sin that we have in our culture and in our lives. Right. And therefore, if you act on that feeling, you will be destroyed because it's not the way you were created to be. Right. There's a way that things were meant to be. There's a way things were meant to be in relationships with husbands and wives. Yeah. There's a way, you know, God def- de- de- defines family. 
So there's a way that that's right. Right. There's a way that people should treat each other when they're of opposite genders. Mm. There's a way they should treat each other. And and the Bible makes it clear. And if you start describing that to people, mm-hmm. especially ladies, yeah. they almost get tears in their eyes over how wonderful it is. Yeah. Because all of a sudden people aren't using them anymore. Mm-hmm. Everything's been reduced to this, and we'll have to pick this up in the next half. But in my opinion, Jason, everything's been reduced to who can I use for my benefit? Mm. Which then takes it to all being about us. Again, yes. Right? It, it, who can I use for my benefit? Right. Whether it be a female or a male, even if I need to use God mm. and his word, I will use whoever I can, manipulate whatever I can, so that I get what I want. Right. Man, that is a entitled, self-centered disaster train. Mm-hmm. And it's going down the track very fast, and there will be a time where it derails. And when it derails, unfortunately, you will face a God who you have mocked. Mm-hmm. And, and you will see that your life is being destroyed right. by your disobedience to God. Absolutely, Dave. And I think, I think this is a great discussion that we got into because it's, it's more, more than just the issues and the sins that we face. It's, it's going back to the truth and realizing that we need to be open to allow the truth to shape who we are. And that's the core of it. If we're not willing to do that, if we're not willing to set us up for that, then we will always fail because we will always default to making it about us, to making it about how can I make people all about me, you know, and that's, and that's where we're, we're, we're hitting. And I think we're going to dive into that more in the second half of this episode. So as you're tracking with us, I encourage you, you know, stick with us. Go back and listen to our previous episode on truth, which you can go to relate365.com and click on that and listen to it to get caught up on this conversation. And we will continue it as we come back here on Younger and Older with Jason and Dave. Hey, welcome back to Younger and Older with Jason and Dave. And we are deep into a discussion about truth, how you can know truth and how truth can impact the way that you live your life. But oftentimes we allow our lives to dictate the truth that we want to believe, which actually isn't truth, because if there's at least a little part of untruth as part of your truth, then the whole thing is not true. And so we've been looking at some specific examples of what this looks like in life right now. And we're looking at some sin issues, you know, and so the one that kind of came up was homosexuality. We just kind of picked one. Because it seems like it's a hot topic that nobody talking about, and we're—I mean, I would—I would argue that we're doing it in a loving way, you know. Because I have friends that are either transgender or homosexual that I do love and I care about. Um, so I'm—I'm I'm not trying to bash on them. I'm not trying to make them feel, you know, unloved. Uh, I'm just talking about the sin, um, right. just like we all sin. You know, if somebody were to come to me and talk about, you know, a sin in my life, you know, it doesn't mean that that I'm not loved. Um, Right, and so I hope that if you're a listener, you can understand. And it that. doesn't mean you're trying to control anybody. That no. belongs to God, right? Not Absolutely. to us. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, and 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 in this discussion, we're just trying to say, all right, what is the truth? What is it? What is what is it that God wants us to 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 see and to to live our lives by? Yeah, is kind of where we're going with this. And and you know, Jason, I think it's pretty easy to know the truth. Yeah. The thing that stops us from knowing it is probably the Second Timothy four passage where where the Apostle Paul goes to young Timothy and says, you know what, you need to reprove, rebuke, and exhort. And right before that, he says, use the Bible to do that. Yeah. And then he warns them, do it with patience, because people are going to find teachers that teach what they want. 
right. and they're going to listen to them. Right. And so how do we then figure out which teachers are the ones that are teaching truth versus ones that are kind of twisting it the way that they want? Yeah, first and foremost, we need to be careful that the philosophy that we've developed in our life is not that the majority is right. Right. Because once you start thinking that, then Hitler was right. Mm. And other people in history were right. So you need to make sure that that isn't present in your mind frame, that mm. you're, you're not thinking just because the majority of people think this or feel this, it's right. Or just because I surround myself with people who think this, it's right. right. So if that's your philosophy, it's pretty shabby right. at this point. Because you could believe all kinds of things that are lies just because you've surrounded yourself with people who don't challenge you and, and that disagree, you know, won't disagree with you. And pretty soon you're very um, single focused on something that you shouldn't be. Secondly, again, I think that the Bible, we complicate things. All of the truths in the Bible are simple. Yeah. They're not hard. Think of it this way. God made man. God made woman. Mm-hmm. He made them differently. Yeah. One can give birth to children. One cannot. Right. They need each other to give birth to children. Right. This is a natural and normal process that takes place between a man and a woman. So when we look at that, we go, okay, that's what's natural. Right. That's the way God made it. Correct. Yeah. So to go against the way God made it, is a perversion. Mm-hmm. Any way you slice that, it's a perversion. Right. So then you say, is it wrong? I would suggest that any perversion is wrong. Right. Any perversion. Any perversion. Right. So the way that it's made, if you're going to go against it, it's wrong mm-hmm. because it's not made to do that. Right. Okay. So, I mean, I'm just sitting there. I haven't even used the Bible yet. Right. Right. But that's the way I look at it, you yeah. know. Um, but if you go in the Bible, it's very clear. And like in Leviticus 18, uh, 21 to 23, it says, you shall not give your children to offer them to Molech and so profane the name of your God. I am the Lord. Y- y- what they were doing is they were taking children and sacrificing them, killing them mm-hmm. to a God. That's pretty deplorable, isn't it? Yeah, that's that's crazy. Okay. So, yeah. but the next sentence throws homosexuality in the same bus mm. as far as deplorable. Yeah. It says, you shall not lie with a male as with a woman. It is an abomination. Mm-hmm. How much clearer can that be? Right. When you hear what God said, I don't think it can be clearer. Can I ask you a millennial question? Sure. That I know that I've had asked me before. But and here's the question. So isn't that in the Old Testament? Yeah. And so does that still apply to us? Absolutely. Principles will never change. So then... Certainly can, methods do, but principles don't. Yeah. And I, I'm going down this path because I've had people ask oh, me. Sure. So then are we still not supposed to eat pork? Uh, actually, if you look at that, that's a whole different idea. Right. It has to do, um, and I, I could almost argue that you shouldn't eat pork. Right. Okay, well, let me use a different example. Let me use <laughs> so, a different, can, I, I don't know. Can I go out and have a second wife? No. Why? No, because from the beginning, it's been made clear right. that that's what happened. I mean, you can come and try and argue slavery, too, if you'd like. Right. Absolutely. Now, here's what we have to understand, mm-hmm. that within cultures, there were things going on. Yeah. Okay, so... Christ, when he was on the earth, didn't live outside of culture. He lived inside of culture. Something was already happening. Right. The Apostle Paul, he was living in, in the time of, of Nero, the crazy man. Right. So something was going on during that time period. To ignore that and not um, put that into your writings or into your thought process would be ignoring what's going on around you. Mm-hmm. Uh, also, um, I had this problem in Africa, actually, when I was speaking. One of the pastors came to me and basically said, 
Um, I am a pastor, and I love God, and I am married to five women, but I married them before, I think four women, and I married them before I was a Christian. Mm -hmm. What am I supposed to do now? Mm. And there was a pastor with me. I said, I don't know. You need to ask him. He's a pastor. I'm not. <laughs> and, and, and so I, I, and then I walked away. And that guy was really mad at me later. Oh, but it, it was a pretty funny answer. Yeah. Uh, the truth is, okay. Right. You, you know, and the answer was pretty simple. You've committed to four people. You need to continue to commit to four people. Hmm. Now, is that God's design? No. Right. But you've committed to four. Right. Then you became a believer. Right. Let's. Make sure all four of these ladies are cared for. Because what happens in that culture, in, in this particular area anyway, was when you would dismiss or divorce a wife, the Muslim population would pick them up and turn them into Muslims. And I mean, it was a pretty dangerous thing to be able to do. Okay. And so, you know, would I advise them to keep all four? Sure. Is that the way it's meant to be? No. And now there's several variables there, and am I God? No. Right. But I'm going by a principle. Yeah. The principle in marriage is very simple. It's between a man and a woman. Read the Bible, cover to cover. It's between a man and a woman. Right. Anything other than that is a perversion of how God made it. Right. And it's not only between a man and a woman. It's between a man and a woman who commit themselves to each other completely for their whole life. Mm-hmm. That's the way it's meant to be. Yeah. And I would suggest that that works best. Mm. Yeah. I mean, from experience, right. I would suggest that it works best. And from the scriptures, I would suggest that it works best. Mm-hmm. Every time in the Bible when other things were done, the perversion side of things, it didn't work out well. Right. And I, again, would challenge you to go look at it. The, one of the fascinating things about the Bible, Jason, is that it doesn't always just talk about what went well. Mm-hmm. It, it, it usually shows people warts and all. Right. So I think there's a couple in there that um, there was nothing negative said against mm-hmm. in the Bible. Joseph right. being one of them. Jesus obviously never sinned, but Joseph being somebody who there's, you can look at Joseph's life and they didn't mention anything. Right. It doesn't mean that he was sinless. Right. It just means that in the scriptures, you know, it's not mentioned in, in that case. So it's interesting to go through the Bible and see when Abraham in other words, was afraid of the king, mm-hmm. and he, he pawned his wife off so that he wouldn't get in trouble, yeah. that wasn't a good thing. Right, right. But it's in the scriptures. We can see that that, and that right. caused all kinds of trouble. When, when his wife gave him somebody else to sleep with so they could have children and fulfill the promise of God, that wasn't the plan. Right. And whenever it's not the plan, you're going to get in trouble. Mm-hmm. And God planned it very simple. One man, one woman committed to each other for life. Anything else is a perversion of the truth. It's an abomination to God because it ruins the way he made it. Right. And he made it that way for a reason, whether you understand it or agree with it or not. Right. Um, and feelings shouldn't come into it because our feelings go all over the place. Right. On everything. And I would say that that there's even the Holy Spirit aspect, Dave, you know, because if, if, if we you know, truly claim to be a Jesus follower, you know, part of that promise is that we have the Holy Spirit living with inside of us, you know, and when we struggle with things in our life, the Holy Spirit is there to kind of remind us like, hey, this isn't the right thing to do. And, I, you know, I've experienced that in my life, you know, because, you know, I'm not perfect. I sin. And there's things that I do. And there's even sometimes where I ignore the inkling of the Holy Spirit. And what I say, you know, inkling, I ignore it kind of the advice in the back of my mind that is the Holy Spirit. And I go ahead and do it anyways. 
you know. And I would say, and I would ar- probably argue that those that are, that struggle with sin have that, and it's they they go through the wrestle trying to justify to the Holy Spirit why it's okay, just yeah. like we justify our own sin yeah. to the Holy Spirit in the same time. Yeah. And we get to the point where we push it away enough. Well, yeah. you know, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, like there's and, that wrestling there. And I want to keep it simple again. The yeah. simple is we've replaced God with us being right. God. So right. that whatever we think is right becomes right. Yeah. Okay. And in Romans one talks about that. It says claiming to be wise, mm-hmm. yep. they became fools. Now mm-hmm. this is God speaking. Yeah. Why? Because they went against what was right. Mm-hmm. But claiming to be right, mm-hmm. they became fools. And here's why. They exchanged the glory of an immortal God for images resembling mortal man. In other words, they replaced God with something. Right. So if I replace God with my human understanding, I replace him with my life, I replace him with you know, everything. Okay, what's going to happen? The 24th verse of the first chapter of Romans says, therefore, because they did this, because they took God's spot, therefore God gave them up in the lusts of their hearts to impurity, to dishonoring of their bodies among themselves. Because of this, they exchanged the truth about God for a lie. Mm. And they worshiped and served the creature rather than the creator. They, they went out and said, whatever I need to do to be okay, I'm going to do because I'm God now. For this reason, and now let's, for this reason. Right, because okay, of all that. Because of all that, God gave them up to a dishonorable passions. For their women exchanged nat- natural relations with those who are contrary to nature uh, wait, for the women exchanged natural relations for those that are contrary to nature, and men likewise gave up natural relations with women and were consumed with passion for one another. Men committed shameless acts with men and receiving in themselves the due penalty of their error. Mm-hmm. In other words, God said, the, homosexual, the homosexuality part is going to come because they're doing something that is against what I have said they should do. Mm-hmm. And since they're doing what is against, I have turned my back and I say, go ahead. Right. I, you're not going to listen to me anyway. I am not God to you. Mm-hmm. You are God to you. Yeah. So when you're God to you, you have no other game in town other than to fulfill your own passions. Mm-hmm. And what will happen is you think you'll call it loving and all this kind of stuff. But what you're doing is using other people to fulfill your passions because you no longer care about anyone but yourself. And you'll say, oh, no, I care very much about them. You're using them to fulfill your passions. Mm -hmm. Now, I would also say, Jason, that a male that is married and just uses his wife to fulfill his passions is also in trouble right? because that's not how it was meant to be. Right. So that's another episode, that's, but, but right. I, I don't want to just throw it in one area. It, it is in any area that you begin to have a perversion right. of what truth is. Exactly. And, and a lot of times it's a perverted thing because it's a mixture of truth and error. And I always say when you do that, you get terror as the word because that's what happens. Mm. There's a purity here. Yeah. It's simple purity. I'm a man. I'm sinful. There's a God. He's not. He loves me. He made the world a certain way. He made life a certain way. Yeah. If I can find out what way he made it and live within it, I'm living in the context of the way I was made. If not, I'm going to live outside the context I was made. And I can never find fulfillment there. Mm-hmm. And in the end, I will wish I would have listened to God. Yeah. 
That's what I will have wished. Absolutely. And that's what we want our listeners to be able to do. We've got a, a hope line they can go to actually on our uh, relate365.com site. If someone wants to yep. talk, go there, click the button, 24 7, you can talk to somebody. Absolutely. So if you're out there listening, we encourage you to do that. If you want somebody to talk to, go to the website, relate365.com. You can check out past episodes, check out new episodes, see what else we're doing uh, within relate, relate 365, which is a ministry of Silverbridge Ranch. And we thank you for joining us in this conversation. We want to have conversations. We don't want to make it difficult. We want to just talk and be open and, and, and seek out the truth because that's what God wants us to do. So thank you for joining us. We'll see you next time on Younger and Older with Jason and Dave.